found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And last night, we weren't sure there'd be anything to talk about this week other than the baseball, foreign substances, and the NBA playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking, you know, we set this up last night. I thought, huh, well, we just talked Sunday. What are we going to talk about? Well, we got handed a gift this morning. In a manner of speaking. Of yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. ASU is on the front page of ESPN.com, front page of The Athletic. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not the A number one story, but there is no. Uh, no. definitely some some news being made by ASU football, and not for a positive thing. Not of the good kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, this morning, know. Doug Haller broke the story that... Uh, the NCAA is investigating ASU football for violating the COVID-19 dead period that lasted 15 yeah. months by bringing recruits on campus, effectively treating them as official visits, recording players working out, uh, according to Pete Thamel of yeah. Yahoo News, yeah. uh, surreptitious uh, back hall meetings, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, an indication that, at a minimum, uh, Antonio Pierce and Herm Edwards were meeting physically with prospects. Seems like others as well. It's been bad news and violations alleged uh, stacking one on top of the other. There has, yeah. there has been statements uh, made from former and current players. Gus Farwell, the opera singing former Sun Devil. Uh, <laughs> yeah tweeted out the legacy of this program is bigger than any actions of any individuals if mistakes were made rules violated then those that are responsible must be held accountable but this program in school will and must stand for integrity and excellence forever proud to be a sun devil ty johnson tweeted old coaches in they feelings jeopardizing what we got going as players stuff is sad forks up forever and always yeah, yeah. There has been some indication that Kevin Mawai may have an axe to grind. We talked about that he was passed over right. for that uh, offensive line coaching job. Uh, there was a tweet by him and by the recently retired Dave Christensen uh, in response to it that Pete Thamel screen right. grabbed on the Yahoo story that looked bad. Doug Haller said in his article that a former ASU staffer described the way the football program is being run as a, quote, world culture and built on a house of cards. That is not good, Matt. That's bad. No, it's not. No, I mean, so, you know, this has a lot of tentacles to it and a lot of different ways I think we could go with this, and I want to go multiple ways with it. But, uh, you know, the, the first thing I think that I think is, you know, the, the, the recruiting violations are troublesome, but not that troublesome to me because I, I, you know, you know me, I, I think, uh, I think everybody is cheating a little bit here and there. And I, so I'm not that worked up about, you know, bending the rules. What, what bothers me is the, the description of the culture at ASU football, which we've been told for about three plus years is just happy, happy, joy, joy. Everybody just loves everybody. And, everybody's pointed in the same direction and now these stories come out that it's like, uh, maybe not. Maybe coaches aren't here anymore because they were run off. Um, and, and the, the description in the Pete Thamel story of, 
you know, basically, basically, without saying these words, basically painting Antonio Pierce as a bit of a, a bully culture. Yeah, it definitely is not how this has been pitched to the fan base. Um, obviously, we've all heard and seen how big of an impact Pierce has had on the program and how much trust he has built up with Herm Edwards. And these articles, I think, are backing that up, that he's basically been handed the reins to the the team. (laughs) Yeah, and and I think the the tone of that just, I mean, I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but the tone of of these articles, especially the FAML article today, kind of flipped it on its head because really for since the beginning, it's been like, well, this is good. Antonio Pierce is going to be the successor and everybody loves Antonio Pierce. and He's doing a great job and, and, and everybody's, you know, pulling on the rope the same way. And now it feels like maybe that wasn't the case. And you, you start to question, I mean, for me, at least I start to look and think like, is that why Rob Likens is gone? Is that why, uh, the, the, you know, the guy who took the offensive line coach job bolted almost immediately to go back to the Colts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. But you just start to wonder, like, you know, do we – and I'm not saying Rob Likens is, you know, uh, Bill Belichick or anything like that. But, you know, you, you just start questioning some things that have happened and some narratives that have been out there and think maybe all that we were told is not correct. And, and that's a path I want to go down to. But let's focus on the ASU aspect of this for now. Um, it just – it's concerning. And it paints a picture of a program that isn't what I thought it was. Well, I, so my, my first reaction, and this is probably not a great initial reaction to have, but you better pay it off. This is the thing that we've talked about. Would you would oh, you yeah. take major infractions in basketball <laughs> for a Final Four? Would you take sure, major infractions sure. in football for a Rose Bowl? Well, the major infractions appear to be coming. Uh, yeah, well, and, and so that's one path I wanted to go down was, okay, where do we go from here? What do we, you know, and and not to say I don't want to still go back and look at what was in that story, but, you know, how do you handle this from here? And, you know, you and I texted today and and you, you know, kind of made the reference of like, well, you know, Antonio Pierce probably out the door. And and that's the old way of thinking. And I thought that, too. But the new way of thinking that that several basketball programs, including our neighbors to the south, have, have shown is just just do nothing. Just stare at the NCAA and say, come get us. And, and that's exactly how I think we should handle this. Well, I, I agree to a point. The difference between us and basketball is from what I gather at Kansas and what I gather at yeah. Arizona, there aren't a lot of disgruntled people around. That's I'm, true. I, that's I, true. My fear here is... Yes, the silent treatment and daring the NCAA to make their case is a way to go. Yeah. But if there are people who will help them make their case, it's not as effective. No, um, you're probably right. And I and I would say, like, as I thought this, I even thought, well, the, you know, the bill will come due eventually. Yeah. But as I look at this, it's it's the middle of June. Our first game is two and a half months away. Any changes you make you know, any firings, you know, all you're doing is essentially derailing the hopes for what could be a pretty good season. I mean, we, we believe that we believe the talents there and, you know, snide comments will be abound if the talent is there about how we got them. 
and that's fine. I don't care. Um, you know, and you feel like, like for me, I just kind of feel like, uh, you know, I always, I always think of this. Did you ever see the movie Role Models with uh, yeah, Sean sure. William Scott? Remember the little scene in the beginning with the with Elizabeth Banks is, is representing the guy, and they have him on camera saying, you know, look at me, David Garvin, stealing TVs. <laughs> and he says, you know, that is not me. I feel like that's our best way to go. And I know that's ridiculous. I mean, I know it is, but, like, our best way to go with this is, nope, not us. I don't care that you've got pictures of recruits in here. Not me. That's not Herm Edwards. And and just make them prove it because they won't prove it in time for this season. So let's let's try to go all in on this season. Let's put our chips in the middle of the table and say this season. And, you know, when the bill comes due, get ready to write a big check, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think that's how you have to approach it as a program is, look, these these guys are here and they're on scholarship yeah. and, and yeah. sort of like USC. They're here. They're on scholarship. They're really good. And it's probably going to be the next coach's problem. And yeah. and I, I'm going to say this. I haven't heard this yet, but it might also be the next AD's problem. Oh, I want to discuss that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but let's yeah. But, but let's let's take a step back about this team, the 2021 mm-hmm. season. You have to ride out with these guys. I think so. You, you know, 100%. you got to back them. And, and, and I'll let the chips fall. I'll, I'll take it a step further, and I, this is this is cynical fan mm-hmm. attitude, but win. They, look, yeah. these wins are probably not going to count. So, <laughs> but I don't care. So, well, I and really so, don't. so let's do that. Let's play, yeah. guys. Let's you know. Yes. Let's yes. win the day. Yeah. Every day. I mean, you're right. We have discussed it, and you you mentioned basketball. Let, let's say, I mean, if I gave you right now, I'm not going to give you, you know, 15 and 0 and we win the national title. I think everybody would take that. Let's say I gave you right now that we win, we go uh, 11 and 2 with a conference championship and a trip to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And you know that within two years, officially, that won't be in the record books, but you get to experience it. We get to, you know, maybe we go to the Pac 12 championship game or the Rose Bowl. We get to see it in person. Did you take that? Yeah. I would. 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what? Because, because, and here's why I would take it. Because I either these wins are going to be vacated and we win a bunch of games, or they're going to be right. vacated and we don't win a bunch and of we games. We don't win many games. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. might as well win a bunch of games. You know, again, Will Wade is still employed at LSU and he's on tape talking about paying a recruit. Bill Self is, is in it up to his ears and he just got a lifetime contract in Kansas. He, so, he taunted yeah. them with Snoop Dogg shooting a money right, cannon. Right, right. So, so I, I mean, you're right about the difference. And, and that is one of the big concerns because the, the article in, at Yahoo even made this point that, like, there's a certain kind of almost mob-like omerta about, you know, the coaching business. You don't, you don't roll on others. You don't, you know, you don't take team secrets to your next employer. You just don't do that. When it's and why everyone that, got, you know... It's why everyone got furious about when the things happened with the Patriots. Uh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like Mancini. Yes, yes. Yes. With the, you know, like, like everyone's like, yes, it's cheating, but you're not supposed to be the one to roll over on that. Yeah, right, exactly. And well, so the or, or the, we have that, you know, it makes you wonder how deep was the divide? Like how deep is the hurt? If it is Kevin Mawai or if it is, 
you know, I mean, the article says there's, you know, 10 or more people who could be, you know, the, the, you know, people who are disgruntled, like, wow, how, how bad was it? Well, and and it fired all the time. Well, and the other thing though, is I don't know if it's all coaches. The thing I took away from the Yahoo article is, you know, the changeover in the, the, you know, recruiting department and the fact that we now have all of these social media and graphic design people and we pushed out some of the traditional people. Well, and one of the quotes even said, you know, trainers and video guys and equipment guys. And yeah, I mean, you got, you know, a football program has, when you add it all up, coaches and support staff, probably, you know, almost a hundred people that are involved in the day-to-day operations. And, you know, they're not all going to agree about everything. That's never going to happen. But you got to feel like everybody, as I said, is is pulling on the rope in the same direction. And the the depiction of the program that I read today does not feel like that was the case. I want to say one other distinction between this and what was happening with all of this basketball stuff. Yeah. The basketball stuff, paying players is improper. Yeah. But you got to prove that it happened. Here, any in-person contact on campus was improper was improper no, and that's uh, the, the yeah. you know the the thing david shaw said which yeah. i i noticed from the quotes that he did not specifically mention anything about asu or specifically mention anything about any coach at asu right. but his point is you know i think going to carry some weight with the ncaa uh and i think uh was it swarbeck who had the yeah. same point yeah, like uh-huh. yeah of look we all have to follow this rule this right. time right now, you know i will say to you and this does not excuse asu i'm not using it as that i absolutely do not believe asu was alone in doing this i'm sure I mean, we're yeah. not but but we're first but if we're caught then you, that's that's you know first and caught you know and that's the thing is is and that again gets back to the divide because you know if you ask me to bet do i think that you know alabama just happened to have recruits stop by oh hey what are you doing you know or lsu or or georgia or clemson yeah absolutely i do um but they're, they but did they paper caught. it with receipts for their trips because right, right that's right. you know i mean that's bad it's just you know and i read haller's article you know and obviously we don't know who it is but a you know, a former athletic department staffer says, no way Herm could have known of recruiting misdeeds. Look, if he was meeting recruits in person, then he knew of them. I mean, yeah. everybody and their brother knew that you couldn't have recruits in person the last 15 months. It's been a source of frustration for coaches for several months mm-hmm. that they kept extending this out. So it's it's not like, oh, I, uh, geez, I didn't know. I, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not saying Herm is, is the, you know, Satan incarnate if he knew about it. But, like, come on. That is naive to say well, that he didn't know about it. And that's the thing is you – where I was going with my point is there is no plausible deniability. There's no. not – we were joking about it. If there's a video of you giving a kid a <laughs> tour of the locker room, right, you've right. committed a violation. If you If you snuck a bunch of kids into a suite for a game, that's a violation. Yeah. There's just – that, that's just a how really it is. bad look. I mean, look, people have their own opinions on, you know, COVID protocols and things like that. And I'm not going to get into mine because it's just mine. Um, but you had three games canceled 
Yeah. And the first game back, you're supposedly having recruits there. That's what that story said. You know, I mean, the story didn't explicitly paint it, but you and I know it. We only had one home game. So if you say, you know, they had they had recruits at one of their home games, well, we only had one, and that was after a three-week layoff because of COVID protocols and positive tests. and the Where light. half our coaching staff was out. Right, right. So it just looks bad. Like, you know, I mean, it's 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 a bad look. It's uh, it's unaware. And, and you know what? I mean, I read that story that, you know, some of it happened in October, and it makes you wonder, is that why our outbreak was so bad, potentially? Yeah. Yeah. You know, did did we have a worse outbreak because we had people coming in that weren't supposed to be there? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, and and look, what's done is done in that regard. And, you know, fortunately, I, I believe, you know, none of our players or coaches had, you know, severe complications from their positive tests. And that's good. We're, yeah. we're relieved about that. But, but to but, your point, it's another reason, uh, if you're the NCAA, it's another reason to string us up. Like, there's right. no. It's just a bad look. It's yeah. really bad, you know, and, and so I don't know. I mean, I, again, I'm I'm not as bothered by the violation allegations as I am the culture behind it. Mm-hmm. The the fact that, you know, it kind of feels like the narrative that we heard about Antonio Pierce may not have been true. And that's that's one area I'm going to go down now. Um we talked a couple weeks ago about the, you know, sports media and the de-evolution of the sports media. I'll, one of the things I've thought for the last four or five hours is, boy, this really illustrates how bad our local media is. Mm-hmm. Because this narrative wasn't there at all. Not at all. Until today, you would have thought we had, you know, the perfect happy family. Everybody was, was just loved everybody and everything was great. Antonio Pierce was the next coach in waiting. And now it's like, uh... Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, it, it raises doubts about everything. Well, and it makes, yeah, you know, you think about when Mawai left and, and you and yes. I talked about, you know, yes, that seems odd. There's got to be more How to this story. And, yes. and yes. we were like, well, it's going to come out. It's going to be one of those things where, like, much later we'll hear what yeah. happened. Right. I, I think this is it. I, I think we just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it certainly makes sense. Whether Mawai is the person who's giving information i don't know i don't want to put that on him by just speculating but it's certainly i think you can add two and two and get four that he was not on board with the antonio pierce way of doing things and that's why he's not still around um because he was being groomed when he came to be the the, you know analyst or ga or whatever they called him uh it was like you know dave christensen's going to retire in a year or two and this guy's going to take over and have a hall of famer on our staff and then dave christensen retires and he doesn't get the job. Then we hire somebody else who leaves right away and he still doesn't get the job. And it's like something smells rotten in Denmark. And I believe there we go. Well, I think one thing that's noteworthy about that is, so he went to the Colts. The guy was coming from the Colts. Then that guy went back to the Colts. It almost makes you wonder, did he say something? I know. I know. You know, that is, that is one of my thoughts when I, when I, you know, read that story is like maybe maybe there was more to the story about what was it clayton adams wasn't that yeah. his name? um you know like maybe he realized hey i'm not on board with this either now i i will say this some of the stuff about you know and, and you know i think in the article it said something about antonio pierce's you know has been like a you're either in or out and i would imagine that that's nick saban's mentality and Dabo's and urban myers and, yeah. and jimbo fishers and you know i mean like but it's what does in mean? 
Right. You know. Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, Nick Saban isn't this successful because he has a bunch of assistants doing things their own way. Yeah, this he, is, you know, he's built a culture, and you're part of that, or you get out. Yeah, it's uh, not team of rivals uh, right. with Lincoln and a bunch of guys who ran against him for president, right, making right, up the cabinet. Exactly. Like, right, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, like it, it's you're on board, or you get out. This is why Lane Kiffin was short lived there because I don't think Lane Kiffin really fit with the with the Saban culture. Um, that's why a lot of coaches have been short lived there. So I hesitate to get too worked up about, you know, like, well, you know, his mentality is you're either, you're either on board with me or you're not. But then again, he's not the head coach. And that kind of, that kind of makes you worry a little bit. Like, have we, have we invested too much in a guy who is not our head coach? Herm Edwards supposed to be our head coach. And the story reads like Herm is, is, you know, under the spell of Antonio Pierce, and has let him basically do everything. And it even mentions Gene Boyd, who I think we've discussed before. I'm not a fan of Gene Boyd's. Never have been. He was there when I worked there. Uh, I read that little blurb and I thought, tell me more. Because mm-hmm. if this results in the demise of Gene Boyd, I'm not going to be upset about that. Well, I'll say this. The Yahoo article basically gives you a list of people who can take the fall before Anderson yes. and Edwards. Yes. You it's could boy. It's Antonio Pierce. And uh, probably and, and Gill and Hawkins. Hawkins. I was going to say, Brennan Gill and Chris Hawkins are specifically mentioned, which, you know, you, you definitely get the feeling that the source or one of the strong sources for that Yahoo story is a former coach or yeah. former staffer. Who, who didn't like that. Right. Yeah. And doesn't like them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's one of the people who, you know, maybe it's maybe it's Derek Hagan who got pushed out the door. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's uh, I mean, who, well, who and, it's, and, and here's the thing. I'll, I'll say this. I hadn't considered that, but I want to stop on Hagan. Yeah. If it's Hagan. That might be the best news for Anderson. Yeah. Because yeah. if it's Hagan, he can say, look, this guy is what ASU is about. I wish he would have come to me. Yeah, but yeah. I support that he submitted this to our, you know, in-house the team department, right? And right. Yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's a good point, and one I didn't think of till you just said that. Like, I guess there's some credit to be given that hey, they you didn't just send this to Yahoo and the Athletic and ESPN and say, look what I've got on ASU. Uh, they they went to ASU and said, look what I've got. Look at look at what's happening. Um, and then it got out, so I don't know. I, you know who as it is. as it almost certainly had to was intended to get out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. So I mean, there's there's so many arms of this, but you alluded to it, and I'm gonna say it. If this brings down Herm Edwards, and that's a big if at this point, it's got to also bring down Ray Anderson. It's got to. Absolutely, it does. They're joined at the hip. He. He went out on a limb and said, this a is my guy. Big limb. A big, big, big limb. Yes. And, and he said, this is my guy. And we're doing a completely new model where he's yes. just going to be overseeing it. And we're going to yes. vest a ton of power into the guys underneath him. Mm-hmm. Well, that just blew up, apparently. It's on the verge of it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, mean, and, and, it's cratering and it's, if it hasn't collapsed. Correct. Correct. And, and you know. I mean, we talked last week about the baseball program, and obviously, I think I think it's now 100 percent fair to say he made a bad hire with Tracy Smith. Uh, we'll see about this, you know, Bloomquist hire, but the, the baseball program has cratered under him, to 
use your word. It's a good word. Uh, the basketball program, eh, a little hit or miss. I mean, some highlights, but not uh, the basketball program excellence. has not. Im- Here's what I will say: the basketball program has not done anything to erase the Harden Pendergraph era as no. the best era. No, it has not. Some some great highlights, you know, beating Kansas when they were number one. I beat Kansas on the road, and well, making you know, it to the top five. Yes, you know, yes, you know, but but again, as we've discussed, the highlights are all in December, not March and April. Um, so that is, I mean, I think the Hurley hire right now is very much, you know, if you had to grade it, you'd put an I, because we just don't know yet. Uh, there's no there's no grade on there yet. But everything with Ray, I mean, Ray Anderson was a football guy. He came from the NFL. Mm-hmm. And and his, I mean, the Tracy Smith hire was a bad hire, but it was a conventional hire. It was a, you know, a coach who had success who brought him in. The Bobby Hurley hire, don't know if it's going to be good, bad, indifferent when it's all said done, but certainly a success and a, and a hire that made sense when mm-hmm. you made it. An exciting guy, a reverse of Herb Sendek. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Big name in the college basketball world, young coach who was having success. It was felt like a coup. Herm Edwards was not, and you can rest assured that there is national football media who ripped the Herm Edwards hire back in 2017 when it was made that are rubbing their hands with glee right now thinking, I can I can bring back my takes because I can say what a stupid hire this was if this blows up in their face. Well, and, and, and you Nobody can, likes to be right more than the media. Well, the other thing is, go back now. This is just, I mean, obviously we're, we're sort of breaking this out in real time, but go back now and think yeah. about some of the initial things Herm talked about, about how free agency and talking to people and all these rules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh boy. That's, <laughs> I like, I just, as you were talking about the initial yeah. things he said, that, that was an initial thing he said. And that now yes. is bad. That's a, it is, it is. So, you know, I'm not ready to, to give the eulogy for the Herm Edwards era yet because a the story just broke in the last 12 hours and as we've seen with other stories not just the FBI basketball one but other you know North Carolina basketball and and USC football I mean that that took years for anything to actually happen um that it's we're a long ways from the finish line on this story but you know if if this proves to be the demise of Herm if things go bad and go south this year and and Herm gets pushed out the door or, or walked out the door, uh, you know, with, with assistance, then Ray Anderson's got to be next to him. Because really, aside from what we hope, hope was going to happen with football, the results have been pretty mixed under Ray Anderson. They have, I mean, they haven't been great. Well, I don't, and, you know. And if you're Michael Crow, look, look at our marquee programs. Right. If football goes away. Basketball doesn't generate revenue. No. Baseball doesn't really generate revenue. No. If no. football, if you are telling season ticket holders, we can't go to the postseason. Right. We can't max out our scholarships. Right. But you know Phoenix. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you put, if this pro, I mean, again, we're a ways from that. But if this program gets put on, you know, a couple year postseason ban and scholarship losses, and you're basically saying, best we're going to be is a six and six team that goes nowhere that stadium will be uh, you Vacant. know half full if that yeah well because that's it, my point know, is like, at that point you get a new ad yeah and and and, uh, and frankly uh maybe you uh, this is uh, now we're 
playing three dimensional chess a little bit, but maybe what you do is you fire the football staff. You bring in the non scary equivalent of a Dennis Erickson, but someone who's been around the game, someone who's just a a college football lifer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, but not someone who's got their own history of NCAA infractions, (laughs) but I'm thinking, I'm thinking about like someone who's bounced around, Who's now yeah. at a middling school? Who on TV somewhere? Yeah, I, don't know, I know that was the Herb route, but you know, a but, former coach. But someone who's, who's been in yeah. college. Yeah. You know, and and you do that, and you basically just force it down Ray Anderson's throat, and then two yeah. years later, you fire both of them. You move on from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on how bad it is, and again, I, I'm hesitant because I remember, you know, I remember very well you and I reacting the night of the Sean Miller leak about they paid DeAndre Aiden and it was like, there, done, done. And it took three years for him to get fired. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so. Well, so I'm not I, saying I, it's going to happen this year, but what I am right. saying is, you know, there are it two things that are going to happen. going to happen at some point. Yeah. yeah. Now, Herm may well be Pete Carroll in this in that he's he's not gonna feel this because he's certainly could he's gonna be gone and if he and and i'll tell you another thing given the way pete carroll's reputation did not take a hit because he wasn't there when it happened when it actually came down the penalties yeah herm strikes me as the kind of person where if it starts to sniff like it's gonna land on him yeah he's gonna step to the side and let it hit somebody else agreed and he'll be back on TV yeah. a week later if he wants. I mean, yeah. you know, he's made a lot of friends at ESPN, and he's a charismatic he person, and yeah. And if yeah, you want I mean, to stay he, away from stuff, you go to the NFL Network, where you only talk exactly. about the NFL. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, this is, I just thought of this as we're talking, and I might be off base, but Lee Corso's days on college game day are coming to an end. He, he would be a, a fit as a success, as a kind of a goofy mascot type for, for that show. If he wanted it, you know, mm-hmm. a, a charismatic guy who could laugh and make, you know, and like, I mean, I don't, I'm sure they've got other people in mind too, but he does make some sense if they go in, a, in that similar direction to replace Corso. Yeah. It's, I guess the point is we both seem to think he's not, it, there, there's not going to be a thing that hits him while he's still there. You now know, he could. Gonna, he's not going to see through two years worth of penalties or anything like that. No, that, if, that, if that it's about to come true. down, that he's going to get a show cause or yeah, something. He'll just, he'll just be gone, and then there'll yeah. be a show cause order, and it'll be kind of like Bruce Pearl's. By the exactly. time you hear about him again, the show yeah. cause order will have uh, have lapsed. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. Who knows where it goes long term, but but like I said, I I think I think ASU's best bet is to just stick with this group for this season and and see where this season goes, and then you evaluate from there. Um, you know the the bright future that it felt like we were building doesn't feel that quite so bright right now. Um, but it doesn't change my thought on this season. No, oh. it, it actually crystallizes that this year's got to be the year. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I yeah. think, given what's swirling around, you got to think this is the end for Daniels, Robertson. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Butler. It, I mean, especially with the new transfer rules, 
Yeah. I mean, if you got good young players this year, I mean, even guys we're not thinking of, and and it feels like the program is headed for for big time trouble, they could just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And and very easily. I mean, it used to be you had to, you know, okay, sit out a year actually on probation, then you could get a special waiver. You don't need that anymore. You know, you just you just go. So yeah, I mean, it really does feel like, you know. 2021 is you gotta you gotta make hay i mean i think i've said this to you like it felt like this year was was a big year but i didn't want it to be a one-off year you build on it not sure that's as possible now but you know the team is in place breaks are there you got to take advantage of it and and if it you know it's stricken from the record books in a couple years oh well uh you know that's as I as I told you, you know, let's let's have the Ole Miss success before we get the Ole Miss penalties. Yeah. So let's at least do it for one year. If you're gonna break the rules, make it worth your while. Make it worth your while, 100. percent Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want to be a, a cheater who finishes, you know, fifth in the division. Yeah. Be a cheater that finishes first, and this... then you can say, ah, oh, you didn't really earn it. Be like, well, okay, that's your opinion. It's like a line out of a bad movie, but. If you're gonna rob the bank, go for the safe, not the registers, because you're getting the <laughs> yeah, same yeah. penalty either way yeah, if you're caught. Get away with, with the big money. Exactly. Yeah, might yeah. as well go yeah, for broke. Don't walk out of the bank with a hundred dollars. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. But, I mean, but you know, you know and, and why I say this is, let's say there's a, you know, I, I'm not sure there's conduct detrimental to the team this year. I'm not sure there's a, no, I know. you know, oh, you're we're right. concerned that. Uh, this receiver got an improper benefit. Okay, well he's playing, yeah. so yeah, that yeah. you know, I, deal with that. I agree. I mean, I don't know. I you know, they'll never say that publicly, but that you know, again, I believe the tone has been set over the last few years that you just you just stare blankly at the NCAA and say, okay, let us let us know when you have anything, um, and it's worked for programs. I mean, again, I. The, the fact that, you know, LSU basketball is in the tournament, Will Wade's getting, you know, and it's like, dude, the guy's on tape talking about paying a recruit. This is the type of stuff that, you know, the movie Blue Chips was about. But now it's happening, real life. And it's like, yeah, he's still the coach. No big deal. So, you know, just just stick with it and stick with this group. You believe in this group. You believe in the Antonio Pierce play. So too late to change course now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's that's it. But we'd be remiss if we didn't say, and I know we texted about it, that, you know, this is what happens when you put too much faith in an Arizona alum. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, like the, the devil came to get us. We sold our soul, and we're, we're paying for it, or we might be paying for it soon. Yeah. Never never bring in your rival and, and give them too much power in your program, I guess. Yeah. This was, uh, this is bad. And it's not good. It's, it's definitely not good. It's, uh. It's just concerning when you read the stuff about the program and, and, you know, again, it's, it, it was just kind of a, it knocked me for a loop when I read that story today about middle of the day on Yahoo. Cause it's like, these are things I've not heard and maybe I should have been in tune to them with mysterious departures like Mawai's and Derek Hagan and, you know, people that you thought, you know, like, why are they going away? Shouldn't, shouldn't they be part of things? But you just keep going because you think, okay, we're, we're fine. We're in the right direction. And maybe we are still, but it, it certainly feels a lot less certain. Yeah, I, I think that the Hagen departure 
should have been a canary in the coal mine situation. Probably, he's, probably. Uh, you know, he's an ASU legend. Yeah. He, yeah. he had NFL experience. He appeared to be doing everything the right way. He was on the radio team beforehand. Right. And now he's like bounced at like, and it was sort of an unceremonious, like it It wasn't like, oh, he's moving into the athletic office into a development role. Not around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And you read those things in the article about, you know, there were coaches who were uncomfortable with how things were being done. And like, I mean, again, we're totally speculating, but think it takes too much to add up the, those two variables and think well maybe he was one and there are probably others you know i mean we we there's other coaches that we have moved on from or they moved on from us and you think hmm wonder if that's why you know yeah. and and what are we doing i mean you know like honestly it does make you wonder you know if we're willing to brazenly have guys in in for visits when they're not supposed to what else are we doing mm-hmm. probably not that's it you know, I mean, yeah. I read the last, one of the last paragraphs of that article said, you know, they've, they've cast a wider net nationally and had success. And that's, you know, caused some people to wonder what's going on. Like, it's gonna, I mean, it reminds you of Ole Miss when all of a sudden Ole Miss was getting, you know, Robert Kimdichie and Laquan Treadwell, and Laramie Tunsil. It's like, Hey, what is going on? These, this program isn't supposed to get guys like that. Well, yeah. we, we came to find out what was going on just a little bit later. Well, and I, if I remember right, like Treadwell was from Chicago. Yes. And, yes. You know, not it's, local kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's this is one of those things where, like, you know, landing a DJ Foster, cool. Right. right. But landing these, you know, it makes you question. We land these two kids from the same high school in Florida. Florida. I mean, it, it does. Like, you know, you know, you and I love ASU. I love Tempe, and I know you do too. But man, I mean, you go into Florida. You know, it does make you scratch your head a little bit when you think. How are we pulling these kids from Florida who could go to Florida State, Florida, Miami, uh, UCF, who's good school there, mm-hmm. and then and then the rest of the SEC and ACC, you know, Clemson, North Carolina, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, uh, you know, the Texas A and M, Oklahoma, Texas. I mean, you know, like you, there's you a lot of states wonder, between like, us and them. There is, and and you know, is it too good to be true? Maybe kind of makes you wonder that it, maybe it is, you know, it, well, and, and the, good to be true is just that. And like you said, it, it's also, it's not just that we're getting guys, right? But it's this volume, uh, you know, we land four, four star receivers backed up by three, right. four star receivers the next year. It's right. like, how did, you know, like, I, that's I mean, great. Pierce has a relationship with these coaches, but it's like, yeah. Well, now, what what kind of relationship? Now yeah, I have to wonder. It does make you wonder. Now, again, do I do I think that, you know, everything that Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State do is completely above board? A hundred percent, no. I mean, a hundred percent, no. I think that they're probably bending the rules, too, and that's how they've been so successful. But, you know, it, it raises red flags when you see Ole Miss or ASU start to get these and you're thinking, Hey, how are you all of a sudden recruiting with the big boys? How are you getting a kid who was being recruited by, you know, Texas and Ohio state and Alabama and he's going to ASU. What's, what's going on? Maybe nothing. It gives you this sense, right? Like it's kind of like the baseball stuff with the pitchers. Like, yeah, well, everyone's cheating, but now like this is, egregious and, and that's the yes. problem is it's like 
you know, sunscreen and rosin. Okay. You know, it's, it's sunny out. You put sunscreen on spider tack effectively just like the world's stickiest substance. Yeah. That seems different. Like you can't even pretend, you know, there's always the, the jokes that you hear about, you know, and I read plenty of them on Twitter today. Like, you know, the NCAA must have caught USC cheating again because they're going to punish ASU or, you know, or, you know, uh, Texas got caught cheating. Oklahoma State's going on probation, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so, you, you know, and, and I don't know that that's really true, but that is always the feeling like, well, they'll take it out on the second tier program to really hit hard, mm-hmm. not the not the blue bloods, um, you know, and uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I say that about USC. USC got hit with sanctions that still have them reeling you know, almost a decade later. So don't know that that really holds up, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough pill to swallow. And yet, like we're talking about, you know, you, you, you read this today and the, the culture stuff, the peer stuff that surprised me. The notion that we might be, you know, bending some recruiting rules did not because yeah. we are all of a sudden recruiting kids that we, wouldn't have been getting and it's like eh, it just makes you wonder like as charismatic as antonio pierce might be is there more to the story that's getting yeah. these kids attention yeah it it also makes me wonder you know there's always that knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. when you you know i think you're right you have to put your head down and just keep going because yeah this year at least. You, i mean you've gone too far down the road to yes. to turn around there's no there's no unringing the bell on no. on all of this stuff the story's out there they know you're being investigated investigation's right. different from outcome right. um i do not envy right. katie paquette because that seems <laughs> like a terrible job right no, now no working and i found this interesting and maybe not a great sign for uh, ray anderson she works for university pr not athletic media relations. Yeah. And I, I found that notable that they're, they're handling this through the university PR office. Then the athletic office media relations. Yeah. 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 I, I hadn't considered that, but I agree that, that look, this is, there's one thing I can tell you for sure. This is not landing on Michael Crow's lap. No, certainly not. This is not. not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think Michael Crow might be here forever. Um, it kind of feels that way, and and so yeah, it's, it's you know he's not going away because of it. And I suppose you know it's hard to say that you know well he should know what's going on with football recruiting. No, uh, you know that's that's four steps removed from him at least probably. Um, but you know I don't know. Like I said, the, the Ray Anderson hire was a little unconventional. The Herm Edwards hire was very unconventional. And when those things work, and up until today, it felt like they were working fairly well. I don't want to go overboard and act like it was a home run yet, but it it was looking pretty good. And now with what's come out today, you start thinking, well, maybe we're going to get burned after all. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we're, we're not going to have a lot of friends in the national media because they've been raked over the coals now for a couple of years about, well, you said this was a terrible hire. And, you know, oh, he's doing pretty well. What? And, and so some of them are waiting. They're just waiting for their told you so. There's there's a trade off here, right? There was a certain 
level of smugness that ASU took. Yeah, yeah. Combined with Herm being a generally likable guy at a network that has made a bunch of enemies. That is true. (laughs) You know? That's true. That's true. I mean, I didn't didn't see where you were going with that. I was going to say, you know, he, he does have some allies at ESPN, but you're right. ESPN doesn't have a tremendous amount of allies, uh, you know, and, and they've got a lot of people that they fired or laid off or whatever uh, that, you know, that might have an axe to grind too. I mean, you know, I like this guy. I think he's a pretty good reporter, Stuart Mandel with The Athletic. You know, I saw he tweeted out about, you know, a couple hours ago, you know, tweeted a copy of the release when we hired her about the new leadership model and said, you know, not sure this is the model they had in mind. And I thought, here we go. He won't be the last. He might be the first one I read, but he will not be the last to point that out. No. And I can't necessarily blame him. I mean, because you're right. We were kind of smug about it. It was like, you know, look, we're going to, we have this whole new way of doing things and we're going to show you. And so when that doesn't work, if it doesn't, you're going to hear about it. Well, the whole attitude was, we know what we're doing. Yes. And, and and it was that tone. It wasn't a, yes. hey, look, don't worry. We know what we're doing. It was an affirmative, we know what we're doing. You're all idiots so, for doubting so us. So butt out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That was, and, and Herm didn't give us that vibe, but, but the, the athletic but department the, did. I was going to say, the whole AD's office did. Yes. Yes. And so that's the interesting mix is Herm gives off the vibe of, you know, fun Uncle Herm, who you can hang out with and just, you know, he can make you laugh, you can have a beer with him. But the athletic department gave off the vibe of, you know, we're smarter than you. We know what we're doing. And you can either be part of it or you can get out. And I was willing to give it a shot. And I still am. I mean, look, I, I you know, I'm not I'm not ready to abandon ship by any means. But again, there are people who said this is stupid. This isn't going to work. And they've had to eat a little bit of crow the past few years, as it's worked fairly well. And they're they're waiting. They're waiting for their opportunity to say, see, I told you so. Told you this was going to blow up in your face. Well, it's funny, your point about the athletic department saying, uh, you know, get on board or get out. It seems like they all <laughs> were in the Antonio Pierce camp based on the reporting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was thinking that as I said it. Like, so, sort of what Antonio Pierce is being criticized for now in this story, which is, you're going to do it my way or you're going to get out. Mm-hmm. And again, I, like, I say that and part of me thinks, okay, that's not really that bad. Well, the philosophy I mean, is not bad. The issue is, if my way is, we're going to break these rules and right. you need to be on board with breaking these rules. That's, yeah, I agree. Which I is, agree which is really what they're saying. Yeah, you know. yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I agree with you. that That's the difference because, again, I, I'm sure every successful head coach has that mentality that you're going to, you know, if you're not doing things the way I want, you're out, whether it's Nick Saban or Ed Orgeron or Jimbo or whoever. Like, you know, they, they that's how they run things and that's how they're successful. But, yeah, when, it, when, the, when the mentality is, well, we're going to skirt the rules or, or just – not skirt, break. break them. <laughs> yeah, you know, like just brazenly break them. Well, and uh, it did. You know, it, you know the the thing that's going to get made fun of the most is that yeah. somebody pointed out to them about the cameras, right? And it's like, right. well, who's going to look? Oh right. my god! Right. It's like, yeah. have you not watched any movies? Do you not know. know how this happens? 
<laughs> I know. I know. It's I mean, Doctor Evil. They're Doctor Evil. It's like yes. you come up with an inept plan, <laughs> and, yeah, and they, yeah, you yeah. know, the NCAA is yeah, going to catch you. You do yeah, this every time. One inept guard. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, it it does. It 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 screams. Just it screams it's, just like it's bad to cheat. It's bad yeah. to cheat, and it's worse to cheat badly. Yes, yes. And and it feels like that's what happened here. Yes, agreed. Like agreed. You want to go to a park where kids from a high school happen to be working out, and you happen to take out your cell phone and record it. You want to invite them to the facility, pay for their flight, pay right. for their lodging, tour them around the facility. When, right. when no one's allowed to do it. And look. When you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, did other yeah. people do it? Probably. You know, and the and the crazy thing is I read that too is like, so you're depending on these kids to keep their mouth shut. And most of, is, you know, a lot of them didn't go to your shut. school. Right. And it's kind of amazing. And and so that, that, I guess, maybe adds to my thought of like, this was probably pretty widespread because if it was really just ASU doing it, don't you think it, you know, like some kid would have would have put something on Twitter and Instagram or whatever and have been like, hey, what are you doing there? I mean, was it kind of an open secret among coaches that like, you know, eh, just just keep your mouth shut about it? And, you know, I don't know. I, is this I, I uh, is this saying that David Shaw's like, uh, who was it? The old Lakers GM who would like actually wait till the end of the tampering period to talk to people. <laughs> Like right, right, David yeah. Shaw's the only one who didn't know that this yeah. was happening then. You know, so I was going to ask you, I, I mean, the David Shaw quotes were those, and it didn't really spell, spell this out in the story. I don't know that there's an answer. Were those in direct response to the story about ASU or were those quotes that like the guy may have talked to David Shaw months ago about, you know, the rules of, of the shutdown and he used it in this story. It wasn't really clear. I, it wasn't clear, uh, you know, he didn't specifically address ASU. They certainly made it no. seem like he was addressing this exact situation. They did. Which, they did, which then I, makes I you wonder, thought, hmm. I mean, it picked up steam on social media and, ha- you know, and Haller broke it, but the Yahoo story came out real quick for Haller being the only guy working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this was, I mean, I know you're not going to like this comparison because it's not a story you like, but. This was sort of like the Aaron Rodgers story on draft day. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody had a scoop. Yeah. Like, I mean, it went from, you know, Doug Haller breaks the story to, you know, John Wilner has a scoop to, uh, you know, George Reitster, who's Mr. Breaking News, to, uh, you know, Pete Thamel, to Stuart Mandel. Like, hey, where have y'all been? And that that's another thing I, I, you know, I just I hate about media nowadays. It's like now it's filled with, you know. Like the, I sent you the Wilner tweet about, you know, Arizona did well not hiring Antonio Pierce. Like, where was this a few months ago? If you knew that Antonio Pierce was was a bad guy and trouble was going to follow him, why didn't you say so then? And if you didn't feel confident enough reporting it, don't say it now. Yeah. I hate that trend. Something happens and it's like, well, I, you know, I've, I've known this was going on for months. Like, well, okay, you either you either should have reported it yourself or you should just shut up about it. Because if you didn't have the guts to report it, don't tell me you knew about it months ago. Well, and so here's the, this is a podcast talking about a podcast <laughs> and potentially criticizing their statement. But yeah, so Reister and uh, Ralph Amsden, who I like on Twitter a lot, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, I think he's a pretty above board guy, especially with high school yeah. stuff. 
but mm-hmm. but they suggested on their podcast the possibility that some in the media were aware of this and were paid off. I don't know if they meant monetarily or with stories to bury. Yeah. 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 Being paid off with stories is not a problem. If that's no. how Doug Haller got the information on all these recruits and got it the is. stories it about, is. you know, these guys, that's what you do. Yeah. You hold yeah. A to get B. And yeah. and yeah. and frankly, it might may explain how Haller was able to break the story first now, but Yahoo had the much deeper story is that he maybe he made a deal with them. Look, I'll sit on this in exchange for that. But if I hear this is coming, somebody else is coming out with it. Yeah, you're I, right. You I, mean, I was going to say when I, you know, earlier when I said, you know, this this shows how, you know, kind of crappy our local media is. I was even going to say, you know, Haller's really the only guy that I think is is like a trustworthy source. And, and I do think like Haller probably knew that there was more than met the eye with Kevin Mowai's departure. Yeah. Well, and we talked about that that when it happened because he sort of implied something. He kind of implied it, yes. And I'm certain he knows more than he ever reported. But the but the the trade off for him is that if he, you know, if he goes on record with that story, even if he's got it all buttoned up and it's a hundred percent accurate story, and he reports it, ASU can slam the door in his face. Mm -hmm. And and that's what we see with reporters now, and that's what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. The you know, the power balance has shifted away from the media to the subject of the, of the coverage. And so for Doug Haller to write the story that he wrote two days ago about, you know, our recruiting of tight ends, uh, you know, he's not getting that access to the coaches if ASU doesn't like him. Well, and, 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 and it goes on, on, on the thing about how they're operating, you know, in the midst of all of this chaos, Haller's story breaks, Thamel's story breaks. Right. They tweet about Frank Darby signing. That was the official t- ASU football Twitter right, tweeted about right. that. And it's like, different planet. If I didn't follow it the is. reporters and I just followed the team, I'd have no idea. It is. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And and that's the thing. And like, you know, it's even, it's even more with professional teams because they've got, you know, many of them have their own media department, their own broadcast, their, you know, they produce their own preseason games or whatever, you know, in, in football. Uh, you know, in, in basketball, baseball, they, they well, they do their know, own website content. The, the yeah, website's owned yeah. by the team and in turn the league. Right. There's not, and, a, and you know. So you don't need the media. You don't need the independent media. I put that in air quotes because you can get your stories out there on your own. And so the media knows that, hey, for them to accomplish anything, they got to they got to be a little sycophantic because if they're not you're going to have doors slammed in your face. And when Doug Haller calls and says, I want to write a story about, you know, the, the freshman quarterback that just signed, you know, the media relations people aren't going to go out of their way to get him the assistant coach to talk mm-hmm. about it because like, Hey, well, you know, you, you screwed us with the story about the allegations or about Kevin Malai's departure or whatever it is. So it's tough. I mean, I, I like some of me wants to blame the media for not, you know, ever reporting that the culture really isn't as good as we thought. And then the other part of me thinks that's the lot they're dealt. And I don't know how they're supposed to do it differently. Uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, I guess the option is you hand it off to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Which of course, you know, they don't want to do that either because you know, you want the credit for, for breaking something or that. And the thing is, and that only works in certain aspects. Like, if he, it, let's pretend this is all a hypothetical because I, I, you know, but 
But if Haller had something, he's in a place where he could give it to Bruce Feldman or Stuart Mandel. True. True. Same with ESPN. But if uh, if the Republic gets it, he can give it. To, you can't give it to a competitor. True. True. You know. Yeah. No, you're right. You're Met, right. Metcalf you know, so. doesn't have anyone else he can hand that story to. He does not. No. No, you're right. I mean, it's just. I don't know. It's just uh, again, that's a that's a tentacle that probably isn't that interesting to some, but for you and me who once fancied ourselves, you know, upcoming journalists um, and still look at sports that way, that that came to mind because I'm like, man, the the narrative around this program has really been one of you know happiness and and everybody's everybody's on the same page and the the future looks so bright and and you know Antonio Pierce is this up and coming star in the coaching business and. Then you read that story today and you think, well, there is obviously a faction. Don't know how big yet. Maybe Ty Johnson's right. Maybe it's just a few burned ex-coaches. But there's a faction that doesn't subscribe to that theory, obviously. Yeah. Well, and now you you have to wonder, you know, I think an interesting person on this is Ryan Kelly transferring. Yeah. Yeah, which which is an aside story, but he's the example I'll give. Because he wasn't brought in by this staff. No, he was not. Right. But he was there the whole time. And he kind yeah. of got apparently forced to medically retire because he's yeah. now going to try to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, how long ago was it that we saw him play in high school, by the way? Was that 2016? I was. I think it, well, he's got three years left of eligibility, yeah. but I think he's been out for three years. Yeah. That was, I mean, so that's I read that five years ago. Thought, yeah. Like, Yowza. I, I did not, uh, as I told you, did not have his name coming up. I had, in fact, I had to read it twice because at first I thought, it, I thought it was about Ryan Keeley, the, the late 90s quarterback. But then I read it and I'm like, wait a minute, they're saying he's got eligibility left. This is someone different. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember Ryan Kelly. Mm-hmm. For a brief time, I thought he was the quarterback of the future. Mm-hmm. Well, we watched him lead a, a victory did. over Brophy. Game-winning drive when we got there for the very end and watched the defense. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see where it all goes. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the situation I wanted. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a gut punch when you're two and a half months from the season and you really feel like this season could be special when you hear that. And, you know, and that's, that is why after my initial, you know, shock at kind of reading the details, I thought, well, you might as well just stick by these guys because this is the, this is the lot you cast. So, you know, what good's it going to do to, you know, fire anybody or move on from anybody now? It's not. So, you know, hang in there, take the bullets and see what you can accomplish this year and then see what happens after this year. Yeah, I, I think a point you made and, and I'll leave I'll leave it on this for me. But yeah, a point you made, I think, is valid in that. It's no longer a building towards something sustainable. Yeah. It is now a year yeah. in, year out. Assume this is the end. Assume this yeah. is the end. Cause yeah, it kind of, I mean, I'm not a fan of theirs. Obviously, you know this. I don't have to preface this, but sort of feels like what Arizona basketball has been the last three, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, each year is its own adventure. And, you know, is Sean Miller still the coach? Yeah. Uh, do they have talented players? Eh, somewhat, not as much as they used to, but yeah. Make the most of it. See what happens, and and that's it. That's all you really focus on. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it feels right now. Now that, things may change. This is a story that will evolve, I'm sure. 
but right now it just feels like all right let's let's get let's do this 2021 season up to the fullest let's win as many games as possible consequences be damned and then you know figure out what the consequences are afterward yeah well we're not gonna have a dull summer now we're gonna have stuff to talk about no no yeah yeah well we'll see like i said i thought this was gonna be a you know filler topic conversation but no we we got something and hey the season is right around the corner like i said yeah well until next time he's matt i'm ben don't go recruiting anybody illegally it's the (laughs) ben and matt sportscast